Hello, spooky people, and welcome back to That Spooky Life. I am your host, Miranda, as we dive into the strangeness of the world that lies in between. I hope you all are doing well. If I sound a little funny, I apologize. I am recovering from a sinus infection, and it is obviously uh, pressing on things in my face area. But we are persevering. I am feeling better today than I was yesterday, and I vote we dive right in. Uh, My story today comes from a trip that I took in 2011 with some friends of mine to California. And on this trip, uh, I I was accompanied by two of my friends who had never met before, but they got to know each other over the drive out there because, yes, we drove to California, Southern California, to be specific. We were going to San Diego, and they were going out there with me for a concert in which I had bought a fourth ticket for another friend that neither of them had ever met. So it was a it was a trust fall sort of situation. However, that weekend was in the top 10 of my most amazing weekends of my life. We had a blast. We all still talk. We would all like to do it again. We had a photo shoot in the desert. We filmed an indie film. We went to amazing concerts and just had a blast together there were other things that happened obviously like the california burrito what could never be recreated one of the best things i've ever eaten in my life but also we ended up going to the joshua tree out in the california desert and if you're not familiar with the joshua tree it is a location where a very specific tree grows, and I believe it does not grow anywhere else in the world, and they call it the Joshua Tree. You 2 wrote an album after spending some time there. I believe Bono spent some time there. It's a lovely, magical place where they have literally nothing, basically, and you can just contemplate yourself in the desert, and there's also movie sets out there, and it's just a great time. So... We had gone out to find one of the movie sets that was out there in order to shoot a photo shoot because one of my buddies, Bryce, is a professional photographer and very good at what he does. And we were out there until it was damn near dark. And on our way back, we found the ruins of an old house. All that was left were the foundation and the chimneys on either side of the house, which told us it was probably before central heating and air at the very least since there was a chimney at either end of the house, but we we weren't entirely sure. So we pulled off the road. It was getting full on dark, and we decided that this was where we were going to film our video idea, basically. I call it an indie film because we put a lot of stuff into it with props, and we had created costumes and all that stuff beforehand. And it really felt like we were filming a film, and we had a nice camera and a not so nice camera we had different angles and editing it was it was good times so it was an awesome location it could pass for the post-apocalyptic sort of backdrop that we were looking for in addition to having the chimneys and fireplaces so that we could safely light a fire in the california desert without risking wildfires which is always a huge problem but was like particularly a large problem that year We chose the chimney in the southeasterly side of the ruins because the northwesterly side, there were things like dried flowers and what appeared to be some kind of offering. So we decided it would be respectful to just let that be. And we chose the other chimney. 
uh, while we were setting up, wetting the bricks around the fire for safety, setting up the camera, getting props together, the atmosphere became odd. Uh, I don't remember who noticed it first, but it certainly felt like we were being watched, and we were out in the middle of the desert, miles from anything, so it wasn't necessarily a person, or a living person at the very least. Very few cars were driving by on this stretch of the road either, so if somebody was coming up, we would have known, and there was nothing else that we could see for miles around. I've talked to the crew uh, in preparation for this episode to try and make sure that I got the details right, but they have (laughs) just as foggy sort of a time remembering like I did, so I'm going to go over what I remember, but between eight years and what seems to have been sort of a charmed experience, as it were, all of the details were a little bit foggy, so I'm going to do the best I can. Uh, I noticed the watch feeling, and I remember Ruby noticed me notice. Uh, Apparently she had felt it too. Uh, It was coming initially from what we called the basement area because all that was left were the chimneys and the foundation and then like stairs down into what seemed to be like a dirt cellar, which, you know, isn't that odd. But it also meant that the dirt cellar was basically just like an open, open hole in the floor. It was all open air, dirt bottom, There was, like I said, there was no house left at all, just the chimneys and the foundation, and it felt like the watched feeling was coming from there. Uh, It felt, the watched feeling, the sort of atmosphere felt agitated, or like it was getting agitated. I do remember saying, like I have a snapshot memory saying, we mean no disrespect, we are making art, is that going to be alright? And the atmosphere changed to, like, hesitant, like, paused or something like that. It wasn't, it wasn't making us leave, and it wasn't growing in agitation, but it was holding its final judgment sort of thing. That's, that's kind of how it felt. It was like, all right, well, we'll see. So, we filmed. We did a couple of takes, filmed our little, our little indie film that we did, and created some glow stick art that would wash away with one good rain as to not be permanent. Uh, We didn't do any graffiti or anything like that that was going to stay. We chatted with the fire department that came to check on the fire. Uh, They were impressed that we were cautious and interested that we were filming an indie film. Over the time that all this was occurring, I got the impression of an older gentleman as an intelligent entity. I also got the impression that he and his wife lived there. And while I felt the impression of his wife... I'm not entirely certain that she was an intelligent entity. She felt maybe more residual. That or he was just much stronger. I I honestly couldn't say one way or the other because, like I said, there's sort of a weird haze over the memories for all of us. I thought it was just me at first, but in talking to my friends, they were like, I don't really remember a lot of details. I was like, wow, do you think that we would remember more? But it's like there's a glamour over it kind of thing. It it was like out of time or I don't know. It's, it's strange. Uh, interesting at the very least. On the trip out there, uh, Bryce, Meg, and I had been playing little like psychic games and sharing spooky stories. Not unlike the things I've told on this podcast, actually. Uh, we all bonded more closely, Meg and Bryce, for the first time on that trip. And Ruby instantly adopted us uh, when these kinds of conversations continued through 
to the whole trip. Like we shared stories, you know, past experiences, spooky stories, paranormal experiences, just life experiences the whole time. There was a trip to the beach and a trip to Beverly Hills that I will never forget. And I mentioned that not to say that we were looking for these things. We were actually a thousand percent not at all looking for these things. We were, in fact, our minds were basically as far as one could get from that when we were scouting a location. We were just looking for somewhere cool to film that would work for the idea that we had. We were in the, okay, filming mindset, how do we set up shots, things like that, all super mundane things like setting up stage direction, thinking about continuity, planning for the concert that we were going to, scheduling, etc. We were focused on the tangible, the living world, and not burning down the entire desert and how we could do that safely because we had decided that we needed a fire. So I was there with three people that I trusted to share witchy, spooky, medium-y things with. And while there were very different levels to it for each of us, when Ruby suggested that we do a thank you thing sort of at the end, not a one of us argued or even thought it was strange. We each gathered something we found from around the area. And no, I don't remember like even remotely what I found and left, nor what anyone else found or left. But we each got a little something and added it to the Northwesterly fireplace where the other flowers and things like that were. Uh, After that, we all joined hands under the clearest, most beautiful starry sky I have seen in a long time. And we each said thank you to whatever unseen force was present for allowing us to be there and to make our art. Uh, After that, any oppressive feelings or hesitance and like held breath style indications lifted and I damn near started crying. Uh, The relief and validation of the moment and experience overall was just super powerful. Uh, You two wrote the Joshua Tree album, uh, Danger Days, The True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys by My Chemical Romance was conceptualized and written after the lead singer took a trip there. And then they later actually filmed in that area on one of the movie sets for videos for the album. You know, we'd all heard it was a magical place and we had a wonderful day of photography, art, filming, friends, but I really don't think any of us could have predicted just how wonderful it could have been. I don't know if I'll ever be able to find that spot again, and I do intend to go back to the Joshua Tree at some point in my life, and I hope that I do find it, and I'll bring something nice for the chimney next time because it was a wonderful experience and I will never forget it. And that is my spooky story for this week. So moving on from Tales of the Joshua Tree in the California Desert, our listener story this week was submitted by Christina. I have glanced over this story and I am excited to read it for the first time on the podcast solidly with you guys. So Christina writes, So I lost my mother when I was four. She was a homicide victim, and it was a pretty rough time. Girl, my heart goes out to you. I cannot imagine what that was like. So you have my sincerest sympathies. You you have my sincerest sympathies. That cannot have been easy, and thank you for sharing this, because I'm sure this was not terribly easy either. She had two sisters, and my grandparents were still living. So her oldest sister and I lived with my grandparents. She and my mother didn't always get along because, well, siblings. 
Anyway, so a good solid six months after my mom passed, my eldest aunt gets up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. Nothing crazy, but she sees my mother in the hallway as she goes past. Half asleep, she doesn't really think much of it. However, when she came out, my mother was still there. Oof. Oof. Them nighttime uh, encounters. It's like, oh yeah, no, that's normal because I'm half asleep. Wait, what? Let's see, where was I? Okay, when she came out, my mother was still there, obviously not solid, and just grinning at my aunt. As my aunt put it, it was like she was saying, you spoiled that little brat, now you got a razor, and also, I'm okay, then vanishes. My aunt screamed, and there were no more sightings or issues for over 20 years. As, uh, as someone who has siblings, yeah, that's probably accurate. So, 20-something years later, the family decides that it's time to spread the ashes, and it's my job to do so. I get them, I take them home, and put them on a shelf until I'm ready. Before I even pick these things up, my eldest aunt makes a joke, don't keep her in your house long, she hated Granny. Granny was my great-grandmother, and I live in what was her house. Well, not a month after I get those ashes here, Stuff is being weird. I hear someone calling me in the shower. My husband hears someone calling him in the shower. We both just keep assuming it's our minds. Everything comes to a head one day when I'm in the shower, and my husband comes in yelling, What? 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 I poke my head out. You have been calling me and not answering. What do you want? I've not called you. What? You called me to come in here from the kitchen. Nope. So I get out of the shower, he's at the door, and by the door is the shelf with my mother's ashes on it. Her urn was a brass box that looked nothing like an urn. He looks at it and asks, What's this? My mother, I answer without thinking. He looks shocked for a second, then pats the box and says, Hi, Mom. Suddenly, everything just clicked, and I realized I needed to go spread her ashes. So, I did. No one has ever called me or my husband's name in the shower again. Guess she really didn't want to be in Granny's house. Christina! Girl, that's such a good story! Oh my goodness! That is wonderful that you were able to to do that for your mom and that she was like, hey, y'all, by the way, still here. Would like you to spread my ashes now. Gots to go, gots to do things like I love you, but hey, 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 (laughs) that's great. And the fact that she came back to tell your aunt, be like, hey, by the way, you know how you were the cool aunt and spoiled the kid? She's yours now. You get to have that karma. Like, it's, a, it's super sad, and I'm sorry that you, you lost your mom in a tragic manner, but she seemed to have at least, you know, a good, uh, a good solid handle on how to deal with it. That's really cool. Uh, thank you for submitting your story. That seems pretty personal, and I'm, I'm honored that you would uh, want to share it with us. And, wow. I've got the warm fuzzies right now. That's, that's very cool, actually. Most some of these stories are like creep me out and I get like cold chills, but that one no, that one seems that one seems really like warm and fuzzy style to me. 
If you have a story you would like to share, please feel free to send it to thatspookylife at gmail.com. I am always in need of stories right now. And I am happy to take short ones. You know, if I get a couple of short ones, I may put two in an episode. I am super stoked about longer ones. I've got a longer one coming up for next week. I'm very excited about it. And I am always happy to accept anything that you guys want to send me. I'm always super chuffed that you guys care enough to send in things. And I very much appreciate every single one of you who listens. And even if you don't submit, I love you guys to pieces. Thank you for listening. I hope you guys have enjoyed today's episode. Uh, Again, thank you to Christina for submitting a story. And I encourage anybody who wants to, to send me stories. Also, take a look at my social media at That Spooky Life Podcast on Instagram. And uh, I I try to post stuff there fairly frequently. Um, I also have a blog that I am terrible at keeping up. But to be fair, when I started it, I said I would probably be terrible at keeping it up. And it's thatspookylife.blogspot.com. That's thatspookylife.blogspot.com blogspot.com. In closing, I have pulled a tarot card to see how today and this weekend should go, and I have pulled the Knight of Wands. The Knight of Wands is an interesting character. He is a young man, and my little snippet for my cards says, as he looked to the adventures ahead, a smile crossed his lips. Uh, The Knight of Wands represents change, departure, new ideas and experiences, and new directions. So, new opportunities, time to make the decision on whether or not you're going to start that new YouTube channel, or jump into that podcast, or take that job offer, look to move to DC, whatever it is that you've been thinking about doing, the energy for this weekend Seems that it will be ripe for the picking on that. Uh, Me personally, I'm going to spend the weekend resting to try and get over whatever is left of this cold that I have. I hope that you guys had a wonderful, satisfying, drama-free Thanksgiving. I have personally enjoyed the, the chillaxation of being able to sleep in the last few days. So. Join us next week when we come back with more spooky stories. And always feel free to hit me up on social media if there's something that you guys want to hear about, want me to talk about specifically. I am always excited to know what you guys want to hear because that is the type of podcast that I want to provide. Viewer-driven and things that the folks who listen are excited to know about every Friday. So, I will see you guys next week. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and until then, stay spooky, my friends. Bye!